When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up? Welcome in. This is a bonus podcast. This is the CHGO Bears podcast. Presented by PointsBet. Use code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. What's going on? Hope everyone is enjoying their Memorial Day weekend and getting some family time. Our hearts and thoughts are definitely with everyone who has served this country and has been uh, lost as a result. Uh, my grandfather was a Navy man. We all have family members uh, in the armed forces, and certainly that is the uh, most important part of Memorial Day. But since we are off for Memorial Day, we thought we put together a bonus podcast for you to consume. Audio only, old school here, Nicholas Moriano. Just put the mics on before we did all this video stuff. It's kind of nice. It is kind of nice, and we're doing it from Studio B. I always like being in here, too, but, yeah, doing it without, like, video. It seems like it's been so long since I've done one of these, but definitely enjoy it when we get an opportunity to do so. Yep, and it's going to be quite simple. Adam Hogue, Nicholas Moriano here with you today. Uh, Follow us on Twitter, at Adam Hogue, at Nicholas Moriano, at CHGO underscore sports, at CHGO underscore bears, and this is going to be kind of a quick one today, but what we're going to do, we just kind of thought we'd have some fun with it. Our top three Chicago Bears memories for both of us. So mm-hmm. you got your three. I got my three. We're going to go through this thing, and um, it'll be interesting to see where this where this comes out. Yeah, so, there's so many different, like, personal reasons, games, players, like, so... I'm in- interested to see your list and for you to hear mine. So I think we need to set the table here a little bit. First of all, um, I found this harder than I thought it would be, which I think speaks for how much this franchise has actually struggled um, since we were both born. I'm older than you. I was born three months after uh, Mike Ditka was put on the shoulders of Bears players in New Orleans at the Superdome. And I describe it that way because in this studio, we're looking at a sort of a painting. It's like one of those photos they turn into a painting mm-hmm. of uh, of the Bears winning that Super Bowl in January of 1986. I was born in April. So um, that just kind of sets the timeline a little bit for, um, you know, it's not going to be the 1985 Super Bowl for either of us. Mm -hmm. But, um, and I started covering the team in 2011. So you're going to find my top three Bears memories, like kind of go back to pre-covering, like before I covered the team, before this was my full-time job, back when I would sit in the living room and throw things at walls and things (laughs) like that. Um, So I just thought we'd set it up like that. But um, yeah, Adam, actually when you were walking in, I was still trying to find my third third <laughs> moment because, like, to what you were saying, it was tougher 
than I thought it, it should be. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's probably, that's part of the problem with, um, with the bears and what they've done recently, but I'm excited to share our lists and I kind of want to start here. Okay. And if that's all right with you it. and it is the most recent time the bears actually beat the Packers in Lambeau field, which dates back to 2015 Thanksgiving. Wow. 17 to 13 victory over the Packers there. A game that really the Bears had, they weren't supposed to be in. It wasn't supposed to be the Bears night. It was also the same night that Brett Favre had his jersey retired. Yes. But the Bears went in there, and again, it was like 17 and 13 games, so obviously very low scoring, but it came down to the very end where I believe that was Bryce Callahan that dislodged the pass right, left front corner of the end zone, Packers lose, Bears win. I remember at the time, I, was, I didn't wasn't a part of a Bears podcast. I was just doing my own YouTube videos. I went in my basement and recorded. I'm like, the Bears just beat the Packers on Thanksgiving. You know, you have we have family over. We're watching the game. And we all, we're kind of tuning out because, like, we know the Bears probably going to lose this one. Yeah. But when you see the actual outcome, it's like, all right, that's a good day. Thanksgiving wasn't ruined. The Bears win. Packers lose. And... You know, just it topped off the night in a perfect fashion. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good choice. Um, I hadn't thought about that one, but now that you bring it up, I actually I wrote a piece like looking back on that game a couple years ago for uh, NBC Sports Chicago, um, because it it is it is one of those it should be on the list. It's a memorable Bears victory, especially from like the last decade. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of actually my favorite games that I've covered. Mainly because of just the whole Brett Favre aspect of it. Yeah, Favre's gone a little bit off the rails here uh, in recent times, but um, you know, back when I was growing up with this rivalry, like it was, I had a lot of respect for him. And as much as he would beat the Bears, you know, the back and forth, just watching him as a player, like I liked Brett Favre, I did, mm-hmm. and um, and so to be there for that. Um, you know, that retirement celebration. And uh, you might remember, like, him and Aaron Rodgers didn't really get along at yeah. that time. And then they, were, they had that embrace. Um, I think it was at halftime as Rodgers was running back out. That's right. Um, I'll never forget that. And just the whole ceremony of it. Like, just as a football fan, it was cool to be at Lambeau Field in that mm-hmm. setting on Thanksgiving for that. Um, and then the Bears won the game. They won so the game. they spoiled the whole party at the same time. And then they were eating turkey legs on, on the field there. Tracy Porter, Jay Cutler were in there in the post-game show. So, yeah, it was, like I said, it was a perfect way to end, if you're a Bears fan, perfect way to end Thanksgiving. Um, and then I had to drive in a uh, snowstorm back oh. to, uh, I was actually, so my f- my family usually does Thanksgiving up in, up in the north woods of Wisconsin. So I had to drive from Green Bay back, uh, I think I drove halfway just got to Wausau um, and got in a hotel, but like there was no cars, just snow in that direction. By the time I left Lambeau Field, that yeah, was pretty. So that <laughs> that part of it wasn't too much fun because the you may remember it was like raining that night and then mm-hmm. it turned to snow. Uh, that's the worst. It, it, yeah, it wasn't very very pretty, but that's a good one. All right, I'm gonna go back to 2001, mm-hmm. uh, and you may remember so. This is kind of picking two games at once, but to narrow it down to one moment, I guess it would be the second of the two events that occurred in back-to-back weeks. But Bears safety, Mike Brown, getting back-to-back 
walk-off touchdowns uh, in, I think it was week seven and eight of the 2001 season. Um, started with a game against San Francisco. They were The Bears were down 28-9 to nine in the third quarter. Came back to win 37-31 to 31 in overtime uh, at Soldier Field. And Mike Brown returned an interception 33 yards for the winning touchdown on the very first play of overtime, which improved the Bears to 5-1 and one that season. Remember, they they went 13-3 and three that year under Dick Duran. It was very, very surprising um, and very surprising season. But to me, this was always like the most memorable part of it. And then the very next uh, week, he... He did it again. So, um, yeah. I it, it, The fact that it happened back-to-back weeks was insane. And, and so the next one came against the Browns. Um, the f- next week, they were, they were down 21-7 to in the final minute of the fourth quarter. And they had to get the Hail Mary even to get to overtime. And Mike Brown... So that's why I'm. If I have to pick between the two, it would be like that second game. Mm-hmm. But they uh, they got the hail mary to go to overtime, and then Mike Brown returned an interception for a touchdown to win twenty seven to twenty one. Talk about um, just kind of a stunning victory there, and fans were just going crazy. Yeah, for like those for those types of plays to happen, they just usually don't. But it happened in such a, a moment where they needed it most, and to win games that way. It's like that's why people love Mike Brown, still do, and what he's he was able to do, the game changer that he was. Just you never knew when he had that opportunity. So like I almost think when the people saw what Eddie Jackson doing, what he was doing in 2018, they're almost like flashes. Like oh yeah, Mike Brown used to do that too. He had mm-hmm. two back to back walk offs with um you know back in 2001. But that that is a great memory. It was actually almost like I was into football, Adam. But not like, like this is a sport that I love at this moment. That was a little bit before, but you definitely turn on YouTube, you see the Mike Brown highlights, and those are the ones that that pop up first and just shows you the type of player that he was. Yeah, and people might remember Shane Matthews was actually the quarterback in that game against the Browns. He had thrown three interceptions. Um, He had lost a fumble in that game. He had been sacked five times. The Bears, again, were uh, getting their butts kicked late, Mm -hmm. and... He hit Marty Booker for a six-yard touchdown with 28 seconds left. And then the Bears recovered the onside kick. They managed two short completions um, to get to the ball to the 34-yard line with eight seconds left and threw a Hail Mary. Um, And David Terrell was the one who caught (laughs) the ball. Just an incredible game. And then to have it culminate with, again, for the second straight week, Mike Brown getting the interception. That that sequence there, you know, I can, I actually could argue that it's I'm not putting it high enough on mm-hmm. the list. You know, I wonder if like Bears fans during that time, like, man, we're kind of expecting another pick six to happen yeah. from Mike Brown, like the third week in a row. Like you're getting greedy there, but yeah, just like you were just laying it out, all these things that needed to happen, and there there's a finishing play, the pick six to kind of cap everything off. It's it's incredible. All for right, sure. Number two for you. All right, this one's definitely not going to be on anybody's list but mine, but December 30th, 2007, Bears defeat the Saints at Soldier Field, 33-25. That was the very first Bears game I've ever been to in person. 
So my uncle took me. That's obviously the year after the Super Bowl season. But the Bears weren't making the playoffs. It was a 7-9 year that they had. But like I said, my uncle took me. Uncle Peachy, shout out to you for getting me into football. But this is the game he, he took me to. Also brought my friend in there. Got to see a Devin Hester punt return that game too. Took a punt return back for a touchdown, 64 yards. Honestly, Adam, there weren't a lot of people in the stands as as expected. It's not a playoff season, so and it's late in the year in December, December 30th, like I said. But that's I think that game, that moment, you know, obviously the Super Bowl, and we'll talk about that, but like this game, it, I got to see what it was like in person. Like not even seeing like the yellow line, <laughs> like being, you know, I think I was in seventh grade at the time. Like where's the yellow line on the field? Oh, yeah, you're at the game. You don't get to see that. Like you do on a television for the first down line, but just getting to see something like that in person. And it was a victory. Like my uncle, after that game, every game that we went to, we had a good streak of every bears game bears ended up winning and kind of towards the end, it kind of tapered off a little bit, but yeah, I'll never forget that. Cause I got to see my favorite player and Devin has to return a touchdown and the bears won. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, it, that's why we do these lists separately because mm-hmm. we all have different memories. So that's, that's an awesome memory for you. Um, so number two on my list is, is a game people will remember for <laughs> sure. And that was the Denny green. The bears are who they thought mm-hmm. they were game. Um, I was in college at the time. So 2006 and I had a flag football game actually that night. Oh, okay. So I missed the first half. It's a Monday night football game. And, um, I missed the first half because we had a game so I get home, and I don't even know if I knew the score until I got mm-hmm. home. I mean, the Bears were heavy favorites. Yeah. They were the, having a really good season at the point. I think the Cardinals were 1-4 and four going into that game. So they were supposed to win. And and I think when I got home, they're down 20 to nothing. <laughs> I think that was the halftime score. Um, and then everything goes the Bears' way the rest of the game. Um Again, Mike Brown mm-hmm. returning a fumble this time. Uh, I think it was caused by Mark Anderson for a touchdown uh, to make the score 23-10. to 10. You had Devin Hester returning a punt for a touchdown in that game. Um, and then you had the Erlacher fumble. Yes. For, and then Peanut, right? Wasn't that Peanut Tillman returned back for a touchdown as That's well? That's right, yep. And Erlacher had... I, the one of the best parts about that game is if you just watch Erlacher, it's he's a monster. Um, Nineteen tackles and a forced fumble. Yep, that was returned for a touchdown in that game. Um, he was just so. That's insane. I, I don't want to say off the top of my head it was his best game, but it may have been. Like it's definitely on there. It's like, and when I say that, like one of the best games a linebacker could have in NFL history. That's how good he was if you just watch his tape from mm-hmm. that game. That's how good he was. Yeah, like 19 total tackles, 11 of them being solo, two passes defended, and again, that forced fumble. You don't get much better at that at the linebacker position. But yeah, every see, like your first game, your first memory too, Adam, it's like all these things needed to happen in order for the Bears to win. Like, And that's what happened, especially in this game. All the fumble returns, the, the punt return, and then... You know, obviously coming back and winning on Monday Night Football, like that's what made that game so special. That I I wanted to fit that one in the list yeah. there, but um, I'm glad that you brought it up because it's definitely worth mentioning. 
And it was a part of a very special season for the Bears to continue to be undefeated. They remained six and zero after that game, and yeah, it was. Uh, you got to sh- they they showcased every every part of what made that team special, especially with the defense and special teams. And Rex Grossman was garbage, <laughs> so bad in that game, garbage, so uh, bad. In fact, he had an interception like even in the middle of the comeback. But the way it happened just <laughs> yeah. so fast was awesome. And then on top of it, you get the Dennis Green post game rant. Uh, where he just lost his mind and kept saying the Bears are who we thought they were. We let them off the hook. Um, it's an iconic moment. Crown their ass. Mm-hmm. It was so good. Um, so, anyway, he went on. Uh, there was a, um, a year. I think it was a year later. He, he explained it. He said, we went against this team in the preseason. They're exactly what we think they are which is a one-dimensional team. Basically saying the offense sucks. <laughs> which and they weren't wrong. Kind of was true, although they I, I mean, run they, the ball. They had but. their moments in that season mm-hmm. offensively, but um, certainly that was what let them down later on in the Super Bowl. So that's number 2 for me. And you mentioned the Super Bowl there Adam. For my number 1 moment, it is Super Bowl 41. Um, just the entire day really. Obviously seeing the Bears in the Super Bowl uh, unfortunately, we haven't seen that happen since uh, 2000, the year 2007. But it was also my uncle's birthday, the same uncle that took me to my very first Bears game. So we had friends and family over, had a Bears-themed cake. Um, I think it was during maybe the first quarter we actually cut the cake, celebrated, and things like that. And you add in, like, the Devin Hester 92-yard kickoff return to start the game, and the house was shaking. Like, everyone losing it. And you just think at that moment, like, yes, the Bears finally have it. I know all Bears fans, they they probably think the same thing when they're seeing that. But, like, why this is my top memory. It's like, like I said, the entire day, how it ended, 29-17 to loss. Like, my uncle was in the hallway, and he was just crying. I had never seen my uncle cry before. But that moment, I was like, and it was in that moment, too. I'm like, I hate the Indianapolis Colts. Like, that's the team that... You know, I'll never support, but obviously as you grow older, it, it changes. But, yeah, just that entire day, how it started, the moment, the moments, and, you know, ultimately the Bears losing. But it was it was just a – it was an event almost. It definitely was an event oh, yeah. in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. But um, that's definitely the number one moment and or definitely number one memory. Hopefully you can see the Bears in, in another Super Bowl sometime soon, uh, maybe capsulate and be the number one moving forward. I don't know if there's anything more perfect than a Bears fan's number one Bears memory <laughs> being a loss. It, Losing fitting. the Super Bowl. <sighs> like, I was going to call you out for that, but now I actually just think it's kind of perfect the more I think about it. That's just the... I mean, That's, if the Bears would give us more memories right? to kind of... Hey, give to talk about them. the Super sure. Bowl. That's it. Yeah. No. Hey, look, it was a memorable, memorable day. Um, I'm going to be a little bit more specific because my number one moment also comes from that day, but it's just the Devin Hester return. <laughs> um, pretty much nothing that happened after that. Um, the, the, the hat, it was just so perfect. So I put the, to me, like even if I were to do a list of my top two um, sports plays, like mm-hmm. moments, like specific moments, um, it would be Paul Canerco's 
Okay. Grand Slam. Yep. It's not even the pods walk off in that same game. It's the mm-hmm. it's the Canerco Grand Slam that kind of changed everything. In that game uh, is number one, and I was at that game, which adds to it. Um, and then number two would be the Devin Hester return because it's just at that point, Hester, even though he was a rookie, had already established himself as like he Yuck. can beat you on any play when he's touching the ball on any return. And then the whole lead up to the game for two weeks was, will they kick him? Will they kick the ball to him? And then Tony Dungy decided to do it and immediately regretted it. And it was just the perfect way to start that game. And uh, you said the house was shaking where you were. I was at a buddy's and we had a table of, you know, like a circular table, Mm -hmm. like coffee table, just tons of beer sitting on it. And I remember like, Everyone just ran around the house going crazy, and we didn't even realize till we came like back into the room where the TV was that every beer on that table was no longer on that table. <laughs> That's great. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was like it wasn't even something you realized that was happening in the moment because that's how, uh, just you're just in the moment. Yeah, you're just in the moment that everything around you kind of escapes you in a sense, but. Yeah, I'll never, I'll never forget that. It, it was an incredible day. Were there any, any for you, Adam? That just, just missed your top three because we gave our top three from memories. Was there anything else that, man, I wanted to squeeze that in here, but just a cough. Maybe I'll start off here. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I my uncle also took me to the last time the Bears won a playoff game against the Seattle Seahawks in the divisional round at Soldier Soldier Field. So just being there in that that atmosphere and then seeing Greg Olson with the seam route down the middle of the field, catch a, you know, a touchdown from Cutler. Like that was an incredible moment in itself. And quite frankly, the last time the bears won a playoff game, mm-hmm. which is again, 2010, that's way too long as we're recording this in 2022. But yeah, that one just missed my top, top three there. Again, when it's the playoffs and the bears win, I, it should be in consideration, but it just, just miss mine. Yeah, I mean, I th- I'm trying to think of some other games that could be on the list, like um, beating the Packers to win the NFC North in 2018. Um, you know, kind of overcoming that Week One loss that they had, where they should have won that game, mm-hmm. and then to beat the beat the Packers to win the division on your that own was big, field yep. uh, was big. Certainly, they took advantage of. Well, it was probably the worst Packer team in the last decade, and they didn't even have their head coach. So you remember, uh, Mike McCarthy had already been fired at that mm-hmm. point. Joe Philbin was was coaching right. that day uh, for the Packers, but you know that was that was a good one. Um, you know, just sort of personally, the Bears win against the Chargers against uh, in San Diego. Their last trip to San Diego before the Chargers moved. Um, what would that have been? 15 or 16. Zach Miller had a great catch from Jake Cutler in that game. It was a Monday night football game. Uh, Kyle Long called me out uh, in the post-game locker room for a pre-game tweet. I think I had some snarky tweet before the game, um, (laughs) which I literally tweeted from the press box, like relatively close to kickoff. So it was surprising that he saw it. Um, it wasn't about him. It was just like, here's a battle between to decide which of these two teams is worse or <laughs> slightly better, whatever it said. You know, it was it was definitely snarky. And uh, since the Bears won the game, Kyle Long correctly called me out for it. 
after the game. Uh, but that was just sort of a memorable trip overall, too. Like, mm-hmm. uh, San Diego is such a cool city. The Chargers obviously aren't there anymore. It was a Monday night game, so I remember uh, my wife came on that trip. So you, I think we uh, went either late Saturday or early Sunday, so I got to spend some time you know, in San Diego before the game being played Monday night. So I, that, that's another game that's just, it's sort of a random game that stands out to me that I liked. Yeah, no, that that's a good one there. Um, like the Bears improved to three and five. Yeah. Uh, to your credit, and then what the the Chargers went to two and seven after that game. So yeah, I, was, I get it. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was. Yeah, it was definitely one of those uh, Monday night games nobody was really looking forward to, except <laughs> yeah. for Bears and Chargers fans. Uh, there were a ton of Bears fans there. Obviously, the um, always travel well, no matter where. where it's well, at. and they a lot of them live down there. I'll tell you what, I was actually. One of the few Bears games I missed covering was because Northwestern was playing in the Holiday Bowl in San Diego in 2018, that last regular season game where they're, you know, they still had a chance for the first round bye, mm-hmm. but I think by halftime that had gone away, and then I think Nagy still opted to keep the starters in. Anyway, they ended up beating the, the Vikings, but... Um, my wife was on that trip too because it was a bowl game trip for Northwestern, and we found a Bears bar, and I'm blanking of the small beach town that's just north of San Diego, but that's where we went. And there's a our listeners, some of our listeners will know it because they're the ones who recommended it. There's like a big Bears bar close awesome. close to the beach, just north of San Diego, and the place was packed. I mean, it was. It, pretty impressive because this is a game being played in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like the Bears are in town, and you just have this random bar in <laughs> San Diego. Bears pack dominating, and it's a big bar too. It's a it's a relatively big bar, um, not like enormous, but like it's not a small hole in the wall. Mm. And it was pretty impressive. Yeah, you know, you, I hear that. And then it doesn't surprise me because of how Bears fans travel everywhere they go. Like, I know when you guys went to London to cover the game, there's a bunch of Bears fans over there. Obviously, the Bears playing, but wherever the Bears play, the Bears are going to be represented well when we're in Vegas. Because they live everywhere. They do. They do. So they just need to see um, them create more memories, memorable ones, more so positive. Yeah. So we can put them on the list here. Well, and I'm sure that um, at that game against the Cardinals, that there were a ton of. Of Bears fans, Bears fans because they all, they all live in Arizona too. Mm-hmm. A ton of them live in Arizona. So anyway, I get that fun exercise to uh, look back at some of our best Bears memories as uh, we get through this Memorial Day weekend. I hope everybody's enjoying the weather, the the rain behind us. Mm-hmm. Nice Memorial. Now we are recording this ahead of time, so if the weather changed, <laughs> I apologize. But I am guessing we are at that point in the weekend where it's nice now and everybody's uh, enjoying themselves responsibly. For Nicholas Moriano, I'm Adam Hogue. This has been the CHGO Bears podcast, a bonus episode for you. Please follow us on social media at Adam Hogue, at Nicholas Moriano, at CHGO underscore sports and underscore bears. And we'll be back this week. I'm actually off this week, but our show goes on. Nick will be here uh-huh. with surprise guests all week long on the CHGO all Bears podcast. Long. So don't fun. miss it. See you.